Okay, we are now recording. We're back. <laughs> it always seems we disappear when we come back, but that has to kind of do with, I think, my fourth P. I came up with the fourth P. Okay, so, go ahead. Do the intro and give us the fourth P. To introduce ourselves, we are Gay and Bajay, where we are your resource for pop culture, personal stories, and... Bendejadas. And the fourth P, procrastination, because we came back and then we disappeared hard. <laughs> we did things. <laughs> we, we did things from like the last we, one to this one. I like how we promised so much and delivered very little. And we apologize. I don't think this is obviously, this is clearly this is not a career for us. This is a hobby. So life takes over. And in my defense, as... My real job being an educator, I kind of had to switch over to a new grade. And so that kind of consumed a little bit of my life a little bit towards the end of the summer. The middle of the summer, that's not an excuse. Well, there's no excuse for us in the middle of summer. I, I had summer school going on in, in that's July. That's kind of an excuse. Yeah, but in of. July, in the, late su- in the late summer. So again, I had no excuse from the beginning. No, no, we just procrastinated. But we did a lot of fun things in between the last podcast to, to this one, to this episode. We did. We did. So, you guys want to take it over? Just talk a little bit about... To just recap what we... Let's just recap what we did in the summer. I'm starting school tomorrow, so... You are starting school tomorrow. I've already been working, which yeah, is you, school for me. Yeah, which is school for you. But you also, you also have night school. I have night school, which is now twice a week. And I it's think not you, online. you have a full-time job and you have night school, it shouldn't be twice a week. And it's not online. No, it's not. It's in person. And I like how they send an email saying, like, I know you guys are really concerned about COVID and da 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 wear a mask. Did you not say that it was going to be online? They had decided, like, yes, the so morning of? The morning of, they're like, we're changing it back to online. And I was like, yes. Because it's not like it's really far from where I work, but, you know, I'd rather be at home in my PJs, you know, not have the micro- not have the microphone or my camera on and just get to do other things while class is going on. Half pay attention, half don't, I guess. Wear the same clothes from the day before. You know, whatever, whatever PJs. Whatever. Getting your PJs early. Yeah. And then literally, like, that was, like, in the morning. And then by the time that I got off work, they were like, just kidding. It's in person still. And I was, like, very furious. Because I just don't think we should be back in person. Agreed. A lot of the stuff that we do in Agreed. class. I could do online. And granted, I am a person that I prefer to learn in person. But I think given the circumstances of the Delta variant and just how unpredictable COVID has been in these past few months. I mean, it's been unpredictable the whole entire time. But I feel like just when we we feel like we have the grasp of things, it really gets out of control again. Hashtag get vaccinated. Hashtag get vaccinated. I'm going to say, please get vaccinated. I don't care what political affiliation you are. The COVID variant, the new one, the Delta one, does not give a shit. So please get vaccinated. You, I'm pretty sure you can find where to get it online. They do it in almost all the pharmacies now. They do it in almost all the hospitals. Please get vaccinated. I was going to bring this up the other day, but I'm going to bring it up right now. Uh, a COVID vaccinator, like, denier, like, person who does not want to get it surprises me is Chet Hanks. I don't know if you saw it on on Instagram. No, I did not. Chet Hanks. Hanks, Like Tom Hanks. Hanks, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson's son. And they both got one of the first celebrities to get COVID. At least that came out publicly. Yeah. 
Chet Hanks, the fucking DJ from Bratz. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was he a DJ? Yeah. Oh, he was like a nerd slash. No, 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 he wasn't the DJ. He was just like a nerd. No, he was just a nerd slash. Like karate. Karate guy. Yeah. And then like a moment of trying to be like, I don't know, like they're like, we're woke because like, he's a nerd. But he's also like not what you would expect. And then the actor turned His out to be. His makeup was terrible in that movie. He it looked, looks like he was had like saliva. He looked like, yellow. He looked sickly. Like. <laughs> we're really off track from what you were talking about. <laughs> but he did. He looked sickly. Like he looked gross. Sorry, Chet. You know what? I, I don't. There's apo- a reason I don't, this movie not, you know was what? pulled from theaters. Yeah. You know what? I don't apologize to Chet because he's telling people not to get vaccinated. So you know what? You look sickly and kind of ugly in that movie. I will say, like that is something we did this summer. We watched the live action Bratz movie. We did and with our little you, cousin, who <laughs> he is like a chip off the old cousin block. He is, but like to the like we were watching the Bratz movie cinematic something cinematic. It's a masterpiece for us, what some will call a cinematic bomb, but it's a masterpiece for us. But the thing to me about the Bratz um, movie, the live action movie, is that there was so much potential in it. Yes. And so much where they missed the mark. Yeah. You know, and we're not going to get into deep com- conversation about what it was, the Bratz live action movie, but. We could. We could go on for hours about it. The thing to me about that movie is that it's like, you know, one of those movies that like, as it gets, as time goes by and it ages, it's just really cheesy. Yeah. But I still haven't made up my mind whether it's like borderline bad, that it's so bad it's good, or it's just bad. Because of childhood's sake, I'm going to say it's bad that it's good. Because it's low-key kind of iconic. Come on. I mean, it's iconic, for sure. <laughs> Come on. They give uh, Yasmin a 40-year-old woman to sing. <laughs> to do her singing yeah. voice. Like, that's one of the things, to me, about the Brad's movie that is... I like how we went really off-topic. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. That's what the essence of Gain Bache yeah. is. Tangents upon tangents upon tangents. That movie was about singing, right? Like the, like the, it was Yasmin the, yeah. was the singer of the group. Tell me why Janelle Parrish, who played Jade in the movie of like of the Bratz, she was Jade. She was my favorite. Jade was always my oh, favorite. Oh yeah. Tell me why she was the one that like actually lent her singing voice in the movie, but her character's plot was not that she was the singer of the group. And the singer of the group, no, you know, no shade to the actress or whatsoever, but like. I don't know if they didn't trust her to sing or something. And then they were like, let's let's hire a ghost singer, you know, like singing in the ring mode. And that the singer that they chose for her sounded like she was somebody's mom. Sounded like her own mom. And also Chloe had a ghost singer too. I think all three of them did. Chloe, Sasha, and Yasmin, except Jade. Because she could sing. Bitch, the actress, but bitch like if, if, got a song for the movie and the soundtrack. Yes, but I'm like, if you're going to hire, if part of the plot is that they're like an amazing singer and that's their thing, you need to hire someone that can sing. Agreed. You know, and the, it, it also just, <laughs> just imagine teenage girls and then they're like just scoop around, you know, like, and they're supposed to be like college, not college, no, sorry, high, high school. school juniors, high school freshmen too, in the, earlier in the movie. And they're over there bobbing around with their gowns and they sound like grown women that have been married, 
gotten divorced, are single mothers, and like to drink First wine of all, on the weekend. At the end of the movie, those gowns were doing none of them any favors. They were ugly. They were atrocious. They they were satin. The fabric was satin. No one looks good in satin. They gave them horrible singing voices. And Not what, that the singers were ho- were horrible. It just didn't match. It didn't match. It's like if. It was like, when you watch RuPaul's Drag Race and they're lip syncing, you can suspend disbelief because that is the outrageousness, the extravaganza that is drag. But these, like, are young girls and it's supposed to be, like, grounded in some form of realism. I mean, well, like, why did it's a movie yes. about, based on dolls. So as realistic as you can be, yet, you know, they really sounded aged. Yasmin had, like, a regular, like, fluty, like like teenager girl voice and then when she sang she sounded like a fucking like mature woman like it was bad. <laughs> like i'm telling you single divorced mother who likes to drink wine on the weekends with the girls exactly. that's what her voice sounded like and then the equivalent of you know all the other girls kind of said like it sounded like it sounded like just listening to their voices it sounded like the three of them the voices of Sa- the singing voices of sasha yasmin and chloe were like three divorced wino moms, and oh. then Jade was like one of their daughters that they brought along who had just turned 21 <laughs> on the trip to Napa Valley. Like, that's what they sound like. Aside from like the singing, like the fashion was peak 2000s. As it could be. Yeah. So layers. Layers. They gave Chloe. She was she was a big chested girl like of, the the, of the of the actress of the group, and so they gave. I her did a, like that they showcase different body types. Yes, Because, you know, the dolls were all a particular... They were all a particular size. Yeah. And, like... But I liked that the movie... And they, they like, empalmaron, like, jackets and, like, cardigans and long sleeves on that girl. And I'm like, what if her chichis can't breathe? I think the kind of the air that a lot of people make sometimes, and, like, both in films and and just in real life, when you're dressing someone that is plus-sized... Um, I think you tend to think that if you layer or you wear baggy things that you can hide the figure. They did the same thing with Dorinda in The Cheetah Girls. Yes. You know, because she was chestier. Yeah. You know, she was bigger. Um, you know, she was more womanly shaped. She, you couldn't really hide the fact that she wasn't really a teenager at that yeah. point. And also there are teenagers that develop and look like that. You know, it's, it's again, you're trying to be body, like trying to be body positive by having different body types which is amazing but at the same time in the way that you dress them it's almost like you're ashamed that they're they have that body exactly which kind of goes against what you're trying to do for the movie girl power yeah it's in the song the cheetah girls the cheetah girls you know especially because at that time i found really ironic that they were trying to really layer her when like raven simone was like you know like kind of the pioneer of like celebrating you know, different body types and body positivity yeah. for Disney. You know, they did a whole episode in That's a Raven about it. You know, back in the day where they did those really deep kind of episodes. So the episodes where the audience would go, ooh. But apparently just one plus size girl was enough. The oh, other yeah. one has to be in the background kind of blurred out, you know? Like, that's kind of how I feel like they approached. She was a mid-sized queen. You know? And that's the thing. And it's another thing that really bugs me sometimes in shows. When you have a girl who is not their ideal archetype for the Disney lead so you know they're not really skinny Mm -hmm. because once past the raven era and you hit hannah montana which is the way they place as amazing as these lead actresses were they were also very like they were very thin yeah and you know there was just an aesthetic i felt like they were trying to promote i don't know maybe i'm you know grasping astros here i don't know but like 
the fashion that Alex got to wear, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of jokes about Disney fashion, but, like, Alex got to somewhat look good, and, like, Hannah Montana looked somewhat good in her outfits. And then the outfits that they put Harper were, like, over-the-top ridiculous, and, like, Harper was, I feel, looked more like an average girl. But, oh, like, yeah. almost tried to make her look frumpy. She was, like, comedic for comedic purposes. But you know what? That girl, that character, she was the queen of camp. She was the queen of camp. I loved her outfits. Yeah. I loved her theme looks. But it was also treated more as a comical gag, yeah. you know? Even though that girl would have won Drag Race. Let's oh, be honest. She had a fucking marker dress. I love that. She I had, like, it. a rubber duck dress. This bitch could have been dressing like Lady Gaga. Like, she's fucking amazing. Of, like, of innovation and just recycling and i'm pretty sure like the people who designed her outfits had the most fun harper was like harper was spelled harper with three r's because she reduced reused and recycled oh my god i love that <laughs> <laughs> let's stand harper more but i just felt like in the show i don't know like i maybe growing up being bigger myself i always felt like they were almost she to me she wasn't, like, plus size or anything. I never considered her plus size. She looked average. But I feel like the way they would dress her was, like, she was supposed to be, like, kind of pale in comparison to Alex in the show. Yeah. You know? And I think that's kind of... I wish shows would do a better job when you have multiple stars in a show that are girls. And you celebrate all their body types. You know? And celebrate it. And not in a way, like, very, like, showboaty, But just, like, in a way that is just inclusive. And you don't make a big deal about it. And it's just there. Yep. You know? And I wish they didn't think that you had a layer and layer and layer on girls that are not super thin. Because you want to hide the shape of their bodies. I don't know if they did that because because she was bigger, she looked more like a woman. And so this is a movie about a teenager. Yeah. But even then, I'm like, there are teenagers that are shaped differently than a skinny girl. You know? Or someone who's a lot thinner. Agreed. This is what I hate about like plus size fashion sometimes is that like apparently the word cute like gets thrown out the window. Like the fashion is like either like just really big and frumpy and I feel like plus size women can be fashionable. I don't know why they like on like on TV and movies or just in in the stores in general like they can have cute clothes too. Yeah definitely you know as someone that is a little bit bigger and Kind of gets really. Fr- I can get on a. I think we've talked about it on the podcast how frustrating it is sometimes yeah. to shop for being bigger. But I think one of my biggest frustrations for both men and women is that a lot of the like big and tall plus size fashion is like very like for older people. Yeah, I was gonna say like I couldn't find the word, but like more mature. quote unquote mature. Even though I think older people want to dress trendy too. Yeah, and I feel like trend is only. I don't know, being trendy is, like, almost a reward for being skinny. It feels, like, to me, and I feel like I'm being, like, punished for it, being bigger. Yeah. That's crap. It is crap. And another thing that I kind of want to tie back into this whole body types, and it's done more towards women than it is for men, obviously, as it is always, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like shows always treat, like, a friend group can only have one friend that's fat. Yeah. Like, that's not true. I I know I'm fat, but, like, I'm not the only friend in my friend group that is not thin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and also, like, if I'm thinking back and I'm thinking back on my friend groups, not single one friend in my friend group had the same body type. No, everybody has different body types. And that's how realistically how people are shaped. Like, there are things that you're going to be uncomfortable about and there are some things that you 
hopefully you feel really good about yourself and you're just everyone's shaped differently and i feel i wish shows and movies would reflect that but obviously we're not gonna go into the big old rabbit hole that is hollywood misrepresenting like realistic people it's again goes back to the idea that i always felt like they pushed like harper was this like plus size girl or a bigger girl I thought she looked regular. Yeah, like, she, she, yeah, she's a regular. I thought she had the, the size of an average teenage girl. Yeah, if anything, I, but would, I always feel, thought... Do you feel like the show pushed kind of like the idea that like she was not like she was bigger, but like they pushed the idea that like she obviously to Alex was not the, like, the fashionista. Yeah, I think the, 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 the beautiful one. Yeah, and I'm like, because she was the comedic one and she had like the funny outfits. I'm like, if anything, to me, Alex was like, she was like hella skinny. Yeah. That's... But, I, but, you know, like almost to the point where I felt like on the show, she was just like trendy, sleek one, you know? Yeah. And, and, and like Harper couldn't, obviously was not in comparison. And I don't know. It just goes, to me, it goes back to this idea that if you, upon further reflection, you look at these Disney I shows remember more modernly, when the like Disney... these girls look really thin. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being really thin, but it goes back to the idea, like, you hardly ever saw diversity in body and body types. This is kind of connected, but unrelated. I remember when the shows came out, like, girls would want to dress like Alex. <laughs> and, like, you know, she would have, like, the ripped clothes and, like, the kind of, like, the, the glove hand. Oh, she clearly was, they were trying to model her character to be more punk. Vibes. Yeah, and then she had, like, the fingerless, like, glove sleeve things, and she had, like... The, like, high tops that went up to your knees. Or she had, like, the kooky socks. Or, like, the weird fucking pants or skirt. Like, girls would do that. I remember it was, like, in eighth grade. Like, girls would do that. But it would just look like they fell into, like, a bin at, like, TJ Maxx or something. And then just, like, walked out. Like, it looked unmatched to me. Like, nothing really went together. I'm like, there's a reason why there's a stylist for the show. And you don't have a stylist in real life, girl. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, like, Selena Gomez's hair in that show was, like, phenomenal. Was she not the Pantene girl for a while? She was, I think. There's a reason she was a Pantene uh, girl. Her hair was always so, like, hydrated and perfectly styled and, like, no high schooler ever had hair like that. But it was... No way. Flawless. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And, like, even if sometimes I felt like her hairstyle didn't really match, the, like, the fashion that she was going for. Yeah. Like, not Selena Gomez's fault, but just the, the designer, obviously... I feel like they her did. outfits got better when the seasons went forward. I, she you, she started wearing more like floral patterns yeah. and like more flowy stuff, and I really liked that they really. I will say out of like that era where they really started to experiment in like fashion, I like with you know Disney Channel and there's a lot of memes and jokes about it. Mm-hmm. I will say like out of all the shows, I feel like like Selena Gomez, Alex and Wizards of Waverly Place. I feel like she pulled it off the best. Yeah. I'm, and I they did know. Miley Cyrus dirty sometimes. Oh yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Like with the you know with the Bermuda like crop kind of like capri well, that pants. Was the, that was the air. Yeah. I will say that they look more like teenagers how they would dress. Oh yeah, they had, she had like the Bermuda like pants, and then she would have like like an uh, white undershirt and like a glittery top on the top. Well, I will say though, when that's a Raven came out, like in the beginning, the very earlier seasons. Oh, I love the fashion. Her fashion was impeccable to me it was like nothing i've like ever seen with the she wrote on like a note to her mom and it was in the desk and you know how she's like on the desk and mm-hmm. she's like going around the school i remember that like she was wearing this top like the sleeves were like printed with like fonts and the pants match yeah i thought it was such a cute outfit but tell me why when she got older 
Why they dress her like a middle aged woman? Yeah, they would put her in like button ups. With like some bedazzled thing on like Yeah. I know that was really popular at the time because I had like polo. a bedazzled shoulder had, or something. Like, yeah, like I had like polos with a bedazzled shoulder too. Like I was giving you a little Raven Simone moment. But I'm like, upon reflection, those like on men and women, like that style was not cute. She would wear like cute beanies and she would have like her little like pigtails or she so, like sometimes the fashion was cute. Like, you know, like it was very like, ooh, that's very in, that's very trendy, you know, jean jackets. I remember I feel like I think it started with the idea when she would wear a lot of denim on denim and then it was like the denim jacket with the denim pants. And, like, I feel like then... everybody in the early two thousands kinda of dressed like middle aged people. I wasn't but... I was in fourth grade and I was wearing like polos and Bermuda plaid shorts. No. You didn't vibe with it? I, I didn't think it was in trend, and I always wondered why they dressed her like that. Towards the end. This Earlier is, seasons, yes. I this is related to the Disney fashion, but I'm moving on to the Disney Channel original movies. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the DCOMs? The DCOMs. Apparently, like, the Cheetah Girls aren't wearing Cheetah. They're wearing, like, leopard. Yeah, leopard print. And I'm like, it's been a lie. It was all a lie. I'm like... We've been over here believing that we're wearing cheetah print and they were wearing leopard. I mean, leopard. there were some moments where I felt like they were wearing leopard print or multi-type of animal spotted print. Do you remember when they were trying to do the all around the world? When there were different uh-huh. animals and not just the cheetahs? They uh-huh. were like like a snow leopard or like a fucking... I don't know what else there was. Like I don't know if there was like a gorilla or some shit or a rhino. It was um, a panda, a snow yeah. leopard, like a mountain lion. A mountain lion. Something like that, and then a cheetah. I will say that, um, what was her name? Bubbles? Raven's character? Was it Bubbles? Der- you mean, um, Galleria. Her- Bubbles was her nickname. Yeah. You mean Galleria. Galleria. In the first movie, she was a beezy. She was a beezy. In <laughs> the was. second one. I mean, that one, was the whole point of the movie, kind of, right? In the second one, she was more matured. Yes. I felt like I sided with her more in the second one. Like, I thought she was in the right. But maybe they did that intentionally. Because you can't make her an unlikable character twice. True. This is related to the Cheetah Girls, but how old were they supposed to be? They're supposed to be in high school. Okay. In the first two. And then they graduate high school and then go to college in the third one. Okay. I was all like, if you hit me with some nonsense that they were like in eighth grade, I was going to like. Because they always be in fucking eighth grade. Fucking Lizzie McGuire. And that's a Raven where, like, they were in junior high. They were in junior high. Whenever she went on a date with the high schooler. Yeah, and that was, like, supposed- And he looked like he was in college. Supposedly, that was, like, that was such a big deal and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But he was, like, ended up being, like, a slob or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a Raven was in eighth grade. In the beginning. In the beginning. And then she went to high school, but the high school was still the same the set. Same, same set and everything. Yeah. and then, It's the same school. Yeah. And then Lizzie McGuire- Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire was uh, going on vacation or she was going to Rome for her eighth grade graduation. She went to Rome. I went to Great America. But she went to Rome. <laughs> she went to Rome. I will say, though, at the school that I work at, the seventh or eighth graders, they go to New York. What the fuck? I went to the wrong elementary school. And <laughs> what the fuck? They're going to, like, New York? <laughs> New York and D.C. Let me tell you the places I went in eighth grade. Great America, the Pumpkin Patch. You went to the pumpkin patch in eighth we grade? We went, well, there's one behind the district offices. You guys went in eighth grade? Yeah, in eighth grade. I didn't want to go no pumpkin patch. What the heck? What the heck? I, I got. What the fuck? I got robbed. <laughs> I wanted pumpkins. I got robbed. You, bitch, in like. 
<laughs> I want pumpkins with that fuck. Bitch, in kindergarten, you went to, like, the San Francisco Zoo. To be fair, like, I went to school in the Bay Area. I went to, sc- like, in kindergarten here in the Central Valley. Oh, so can, like, I got in the robbed. Bay Area. I got robbed. Because I went, for my kindergarten trips, I went to the dairy farm. I went but to I the... Went to, I went to public school... In the 90s. In, the, like, the early 90s. Well, not even the early 90s. I went to public school. I, I started kindergarten in 1999. Yeah, late 90s. In the 90s. But, like, it was also... Like, I felt like you would go to field trips more. And then, like, No Child Left Behind and all that stuff started being introduced. I feel like that's when more restrictions in public schools started and a lot of, like, budget cuts. Maybe, because, like, I went to the dairy farm. I went to the fire station that was across the street from the school. And I went to the local Save Mart. You were over here in the zoo and shit. I was in Kenner one year. Went to Kenner, went to fucking the San Francisco Zoo. What else did you do? We went to the San Francisco Zoo. I think we even went to the bowling alley, which was, like, local, as a field trip. Okay. And we went to, like, a retirement home for, like, veterans. Oh, wow. Because we, like, we would write them cards. I felt, like, In very, kindergarten? Uh, kindergarten or first grade. Wow, I didn't know you did that. Yeah, it was, like, I felt, like, scared because, you know, obviously, like, they, like, tell you what, like, veterans are and stuff. And you'd be like, oh, my God, like, that sounds really intense. For like a kindergartner first yes. grade. It was like five or six. I mean, but we were like used to seeing old people because my mom used to work at the at the retirement homes or the no the community center. Community. I would call it retirement home and it was, it was not a retirement. It wasn't a retirement. It was a community, community center. center. It was senior center. It was fun. It was fun. Um that's as much as I we went to a we went to a pumpkin patch, like when I was in like kindergarten for sure, because in the shirt it tells you all the field trips and stuff. Oh, we didn't nearly do it. It's not enough. Because, like, we went to Save Mart. I found out how they cut the meat. Did you find out how they cut the meat? No. <laughs> no. I knew how they cut meat. Um, I got some gloves and I got a hairnet. Those were my souvenirs. Uh, in first grade, we went to a pizza parlor. And we got to make pizzas. Mount Mike's? Mount Mike's. I've been behind the counter at Mountain Mike's. Have you been behind the counter at Mountain Mike's? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you the the exclusive from what I can remember when I was in seventh grade. There's a whole bunch of ovens in the back. There you go. There you go. I will say the coolest field trip I ever took, um, besides going to San Francisco Zoo, I guess is kind of cool, but um, was going to Disneyland in high school. Oh, you did do that. Because I got to perform in Disneyland before they took the stages off, like where people, would, I think per- different performers and like schools would go and perform yeah. and stuff. Because I think it was more common where, like, bands would go perform during the parades and stuff like that. Did you not see our cousin over there? No, that was Great America. Oh, that was Great America. Okay. I did. Great America is Six Flags. Great America. It was Great America mm-hmm. during my eighth grade graduation. But at That's Disneyland. That's cool. Yeah. And then, so we got to, I got to perform at Disneyland, which I always think is kind of like a nice fun fact. Yeah. Maybe more people have done it than I'm aware of, but. I mean, I haven't, so. I mean, the stage isn't there anymore, so. I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, and then we also went behind Toontown, so I can give you guys the exclusive. Toontown is hot as fuck. It's because oh, everything me, is made of plastic. So we took a bus, and then took us to the back of, and I knew it was the back of Toontown, because no, we didn't take a bus. We met at Toontown, and then they, we went through the back, you know, like that door where like employees only, and then it's like a, a giant back lot. Did you see like characters without a mask on? No. Okay. I'm pretty sure the meteor like there was 
we didn't see anything oh like that. God. You know, we're in the magic. So it's like a giant back lock, and you keep kind of walking because it looks kind of like a parking lot, and there's like buildings more in the back separated a little bit and there's a strip club and then our buses were parked in front of this building and then you go and like they're like right in here is our studio like they have an actual recording studio oh wow and like like this is where we record everything that we do for the parks oh like the announcer like yeah stuff like that it's like they have a recording studio it's like i'm assuming more seasonal stuff i'm guessing like they built it in later on obviously as yeah gone by and we got to go inside and it's you, th- you think recording studio and you think, like, a generic, you know, the carpet on the floor. You know, you, you like, very vintage, very, like, yeah, band recording. No, just imagine, think in your head, and you can visually, like, like imagine in your head. It's okay. exactly how Disney would design a recording studio. Like, very Disney-fied. Wow. I'm talking about, like, it's huge, first of all. It's huge. And I think it's also meant, obviously, like, if they're filming something for bands and stuff recording something for like bands or like multiple group people it's gonna fit because it fit the whole choir in there oh so it's huge it was kind of huge and they obviously they have the little booth area where they talk to you they have the microphone they have a giant tv and you know like the tv is like framed with like little mickey mouse heads and stuff like that pretty much the whole room is like yellow and red and blue with like a lot of mickey mouse and like aesthetic stuff like just like Think well, of it like it's if you Disney. Walk, They're yeah, not going to half-ass anything. Oh, no. I like how they put budget into something that like doesn't need to have a budget, but there's production value. They put just... budget into something that won't be seen by everybody. No, it's not a public thing, but it's it's decorated like that. It's decorated like... It's like the Disneyland of recording studios. Yeah. And it's at Disneyland. I love that. I love that. But I just... I remember when I walked into it, I'm like, wow. Like, they really put their money into everything. Because it it was just like, I don't know how to describe it to you. Just think of yourself going into the Disney store. Like, I love the Disney store. Like, that aesthetic, but like, as a recording studio. But like, I don't know how to, I I don't know. It's just like, it was a lot. It was like, whoa. You know, like, you know, like in Disney Channel, when they would have like all the Disney Channel stars and they'd just be kind of hanging out and it just like looked like they were hanging out in a giant ass recording studio. Yeah. Kind of like that, but like more red, more Mickey Mouse, more, more. I love that. Also, side note, R.E.P. to the Disney stores. Let's take a moment of silence. I will say, though, finishing my little talk about the recording studio, we got to record music. Um, But, of course, when they give you, like, the video that you... Because we recorded over Disney songs, like, clips of Disney songs. You never told me any of this. I think I told you guys. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I was in high school... And you were in... I was like in sixth grade, probably. Like in sixth grade. And maybe you just weren't into it as much yet. I do have a like a quote from Facebook where I quoted you or something and you said not to, distra- not to distract you with my Disney. So maybe I was a little bit more into it because I had just gone to Disneyland. Maybe. maybe. I, don't I don't know. I don't remember. But we got to record and then like they show you the giant projector thing and then like projected the giant tv it's a giant tv screen and then it's like the movie playing we did circle of life and high school musical and something else so then when we took it back they give it to you on a dvd and like you have it i don't have it and i'll tell you why um it's a, a dvd and then we were allowed to play it and watch it like have our own private view party at our school for ourselves like mm-hmm. just the choir and the teacher but then it'll say at the bottom like copyright disney da, 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 do not blah 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 do not distribute so you're not allowed to show we weren't like we were gonna we were going to 
projected during like remember that banquet that I was in charge of doing like in high school like I did the Disney banquet yes we were gonna project it what we sang mm-hmm. but legally Disney told us we weren't allowed to because we asked they're hella strict I wouldn't let me it. tell you I because not they don't a shit. they don't want it to get out and stuff like that but I'm like no one couldn't have agreed that day like please do not record it let's just try to watch it. It's fucking high school choir. We're, we're like, You're like a multi-million gonna, dollar company. What are they going to do? Sue a whole bunch of like 14, 15, and 16 year olds? Exactly. I'm like, Disney, get off it your high horse. It was probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. Like, I got, like, my voice got to be like recorded and like mixed into like a movie scene by someone that works with Disney and then gave it to you and it's like a DVD and you get to watch it with you and your oh whole, all your friends. Like, that's something that's so amazing. But obviously, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of the schools that would do this music program, I don't even know if the music program still exists. Like, the competition, the, it's called the Heritage Festival. It's really cool. I don't know if you have to, like, book it. It's, like, something that you pay for. I'm pretty sure you had it. I'm pretty sure it was, like, gym to the price of my trip that my mom Probably. Paid. Probably. But, like, amazing experience. I had such a good time. I don't even know if repeating this story is interesting to people, but it's just another little, like, Inside things that, like, when you go regularly during Disney... You have no idea. You have no idea that stuff is there, but just now you know. There's a recording studio behind Toontown. Once again, I hate Toontown. (laughs) It's hot! I'm really glad that they're inserting... Which also begs the question, I wonder if they... Got rid of it, maybe. Got rid of the recording studio because they're building a ride. They're building the... And as we know, I'm, like, amazed. And I know, like, they do, like, a bajillion documentaries about, like... Imagineers and their rides. We're right. We're watching one right now. Yeah, Behind we, the attraction. I recommend you guys watch it. It's really good. I'm always wondering where are the rides physically, really, in the layout yeah. of this land that they bought. You know what I? Because I because wa- we watched the Haunted Mansion. Hold on, let me tell you real quick, real quick before you get into the Haunted Mansion. I watched the Jungle Cruise one, and the Jungle Cruise is directly behind the Firehouse Station. Where the word Walt Disney's I feel a, like that one to me Walt Disney's physically a, like I could have be like okay I believe you Walt Disney's like apartments up there and he used to say it because then like the animal noises would be up like all night when they were testing it and he could not like sleep he's like I can't get a fucking like full night of sleep because of the fucking noises that are behind me and I was like tell my mom I did not know that the Jungle Cruise was that close or was in that area because sometimes I'd be walking through Disneyland and I'm like disoriented of, I think, like, the way the... Because everything is so meticulously planned for Disneyland, I think you forget, like, how clever engineers yes. are. And, like, these people are essentially, like... They are engineers, obviously. It's in the name, right? Yeah. And, like, they're just so inventive. Like, you know, obviously everyone knows that, like, when you're going towards the castle, it feels as if it's longer. Like, it's taking you because it's helped, supposed to build up that anticipation. Yeah. And then when you're walking... It's built so the walk feels shorter because it's going to be like, oh, I don't want to leave yet. Yeah. You know, I don't want to leave. I want to. And it forces you to go to the store. It's all kind of a psychological thing, right? I fall for it every single time. Every time I walk into the, whatever that thing is called. I know it has a name, like in between California and Disneyland. It has a name. I always hear. They always say it. I always hear fresh baked saying. All these white ass people have a name for it. I I just call it the like the in between. I call it the walkway. The walkway, the in between, the alley, whatever you want to. Obviously not an alley, but yeah. But like, if you walk towards it and then you see Disneyland when you're entering, and then like more to, like the where the bus is, you can see Space Mountain. 
So in yeah. reality, like space, like the um, the train station, like and then Space Mountain are kind of like next to each other. But like the way that the like the way Disneyland is built, it feels like Space Mountain is in the back. But it's not yeah. really. It's like you go around and you curve back to the front. Like, when you're walking, well, it depends where you get the hotel in Anaheim. Like, when you're walking, what we said last time, you can see the the Guardian's Tower. And I had, like, in my head, when I'm, like, walking through the, through the Avengers Campus area, like, the hotels are, like, miles away. Like, the streets are, like, miles away. There's, like, space in between still in my head of, like, Disney property. But, it, like, literally the street's, like, right yeah, there. I think that's the one thing about California Adventure when you talk about expansion or changing things. You really can't because the freeway literally. Like, if you get on the Ferris wheel, the freeway is, like, right there. You see it. Mm-hmm. You know. With the Haunted Mansion, though, that one to me is more trippy just because... When you go down the elevator, and then supposedly, like, you, you do a walkway, and then you go into a giant building that is the actual ride. Because the Haunted Mansion is all a facade. It's all... Yeah. It's just the elevator, essentially. Um, And then you go to a separate area, which is the actual ride. Now, I knew this, but I just always assumed it was just kind of underground. Because, you know, when you go back up at the end? Yeah. So I'm like, where is this building? I have no idea. Isn't that crazy? And like the fact that you like literally leave the park. I would next time we go, I want to pay attention. Like I really want to see this building. But yeah. Now they're talking about Disneyland. We went to Disneyland. We did go to Disneyland in the middle of June. It's as hot know, as you think it is. I don't know why we always convince ourselves that <laughs> going to Disneyland in the summer is a good idea. Let's and I and we love our Disney. We went once in early June, which is nothing compared to mid June. That one time we went for your friend's wedding. Yeah, when you go like right like at the end of May, because technically June, summer hasn't started yet. But I don't I don't think California is only is like aware of that. When we we went once another time in July when the whole Pixar Pier opened and the Incredicoaster had just opened up, our group was dying. Like we we needed like paramedics. It was. We were going through some shit. <laughs> I don't know if we should bring it up, but like, let's just say people were almost like fainting. It was, it was, uh, I will say whenever you go to Disneyland, you have to go really prepared. Now, compared to before, I feel like you really have to go prepared. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. But we did go this year again in the middle of June and we took our little cousins with us because one of them hasn't been and the other one hasn't been in two years. So we we're like, let's be cool. It was also, like, to go to Disneyland kind of, not after, because, like, it's all not really over, but, like, after, like, this, because we went, obviously, the, the pandemic had... Had slowed. It hadn't. Slowed down, and, like, we actually went on the day that they lifted the mask mandate. We weren't sure how things were going to go. Yeah, I thought it was going to be crazy, which it wasn't. And the capacity had, had extended. There yeah. was more, because we had gotten our tickets in May. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, we got our tickets, we're going. And then we had last minute thought about the kids. And we weren't sure if they could come. Oh, my God. The story of the ticket. Do you remember how stressful that was? <laughs> Do you remember? So, like, we're, we were all sitting in the kitchen, my mom, um, you, and I. And we were like, would it be cool if we took the kids with us? And we're like, okay, let's do it. Let's just, just, let's just like <laughs> fantasize. Let's just pretend. Like, let's go see if they have tickets, anyways. Like, why are we even talking about it? If there's because no there's tickets? a reservation system. Because there's a reservation system, and so we went on. And then you were like, oh my god, they have the tickets. 
let's do it. Like, let's take the kids. And so my mom calls up her sister, our aunt. And then she's all like, there's tickets. Like, do the kids want to go? And like our little cousin who's there, who is like a little bit more nosy than the than the older one. He's all like, he overheard. And so, because, you know, my aunt always puts everything on speaker. And he's like, oh, I want to go. I want to go so bad. Like, I've never been. Like, oh, I definitely want to go. Mom, give me your card information. And so we're like, okay, we're going to try to, like, secure it. My mom's like, I'll pay for it. Pay me back. Whatever. And then you went back on it, reloaded the page just to make sure everything was working. And the tickets were gone. And so we were sitting there for 10 minutes. And we're like, this is awkward. This took a certain, like, a sudden turn of events. Yeah, because now we have to call and let them know. that We have to tell this, like, nine-year-old, eight-year-old child. You can't go to Disneyland. You can't go to Disneyland. Just kidding. And then, so we're like, oh, my God, this is so awkward. And it wasn't like, because I remember my mom was like, well, I'll give him my ticket. And you guys can take him. And then we were like, no, it's like, you can't even change the name. Like, once you Mm -hmm. buy it and you, you have to put a name to it. Exactly. At least that's how I understood it. Like, your ID your has to match up with the ticket. It's a very secure process, this Disney buying ticket system. And so we're like, okay, this is awkward. We have to tell the kids that they can't go. And so we called them back and then like my mom's like, Yeah, so like the tickets got snatched up because they were getting snatched up like it was it was during the time where like it was still at capacity. Yeah. So they would sell out. And so we call them back. We're like, sorry, guys. And then, like, he's crying. And, like, it hangs up. And we had such a, like, we, I felt horrible. You felt horrible. My mom, my mom felt horrible. How do you horrible. tell a child, like, you hyped him up to go to Disneyland. And then you're like, he's been wanting to go. It's, like, his dream. Mm-hmm. And then you tell him, nope, you can't go. Sorry. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, I feel like shit. I feel so bad. And I don't know if they opened up again that night or it was the day after. I can't remember. No, we got them the same night. Yeah, Because okay. I kept refreshing, refreshing, you, Yeah, refreshing. and you kept refreshing, and then we kind of just changed our reservations around, and then we were able to secure the tickets. And then we told my aunt, and then she told the kids, and the kids were so hyped. We weren't horrible adults, and we were able to take the kids to Disneyland. And they were hyped. I'm so glad they had fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we all kind of got a little grumpy because it was humid. It was incredibly humid. Well, just imagine, like, it's really humid, and then you're with children and naturally children don't have really have a really strong concept of patience no. not the way adults do and even then i'm not a very patient person. we'd be on a ride and then our little cousin our smallest one would be like okay what are we getting on next and i'm like in the middle of like the haunted mansion oh my god my favorite story of going to disneyland with him because he's such a brutally honest person oh my god he was burning his brother like the entire oh night. my god but my favorite 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 story was okay everyone knows that in california adventure probably the go-to ride at least before avengers oh we also went the weekend avengers campus opened it had just opened the weekend before so it was the second weekend okay second weekend okay but we had just it had just opened so it was super popular okay before avengers campus was even a thing what's the most popular ride at california adventure cars ride the cars ride radio springs racers so we booked it like we went there because Oh, my God. <laughs> You're stressed. You're oh my stressed. God. My boyfriend, who will call, as my grandpa famously calls him, Giuseppe. Giuseppe. So Giuseppe, <laughs> Giuseppe and I would stand in line for their You the would park. wake up hella early. I would. I would wake up at like five in the morning. I don't know what it is about Anaheim Air, the Anaheim time, even though it's the same time over here. I don't know what it is, but I'm like refreshed and ready to go by like 4.30 in the morning. You are. I've never seen. It's like. 
to me, it's like you had just snorted cocaine. The team. Like, let's go. <laughs> but you know what? The cocaine's in a Mickey shape. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they give it to you at Disneyland. That's how they are about hospitality. Yeah, they are. Yeah. We're here to give you the Mickey the Disney experience. I don't know what it is about what it is about me going to Disneyland or going to Anaheim, but I wake up really early. And in my and you would think, oh, you put timer, like not timers, um, alarms. And I do. But tell me why I wake up before the alarm. Yeah, and then you wake me up. And I'm like refreshed. I'm ready for the day. And I'm not a coffee drinker, so I don't have any coffee in my system. I'm just like, let's do this. And so I would go with my boyfriend, Giuseppe, and I would get in line. There's already a line, mind you. This is the day that it. This is when it was on. It the was news. on the news because it was yeah, on yeah, the yeah. street. Keep going, keep we going. were already in line though, so like we were in line. And then the scary part was that like, right when like they were gonna open up the gates, like it was like thirty minutes to go before they opened up like the gates, so you can be waiting in that little in between area. I had to take a shit, and I had to like book my ass. Literally over- book your. <laughs> go to the bathroom at the Denny's across the street. So I go. And we all I'm, know the Denny's. Yes. I, you should know. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I'm going and I'm waiting inside the bathroom and I'm like, and I was all like, I I didn't know if they were going to tell me customers only. So like, I just waited to all like the hostesses were like hosts and hostesses were like somewhere else. And then I whoosh, went into the bathroom and I'm waiting. And like, there's only two stalls because at men's restrooms, apparently men only, only like very small amount of men take a shit and they piss more. Pisses me off. Pisses you off. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom really bad. Mind you, this isn't even the story that I'm telling you. I'm just building up the the story for you. Oh, I love anticipation. (laughs) I'm waiting there for this guy. And I think I texted you guys. I was really pissed because this guy was watching like videos, like TikToks in the stall. And you could hear him like laughing and he had flushed the toilet and he was standing. And you can see his face and his phone like in between the cracks. Were you looking through the crack? I, like I can see through the crack. I can see. You're him. like, like I have no shame to look through the cracks. No, I, I had. Take, no, I needed to take. A you're shit. like, and I'm, I was like, are I'm making you? eye contact with you. I'm like, are you shitting me? I'm like, no, you're not because you already went to shit and I need to shit. <laughs> and so like then he goes and I'm in the bathroom and then I came back, and were we back yet, Larry? Um no, I think you guys were crossing the street. We're about to get across the street. I think I like beat you guys by yeah. a little bit. Anyway, so we get back in line or whatever. It was hectic. It was really hectic. And then we get inside, and then they let us inside early to inside California Adventure because that was the day we booked it. Mm-hmm. And we were waiting, and then like everyone's lining up and like pushing and shit. And I was just I'm like, like what this the is fuck? Disney. First people went all, around. We went to the when we went to the bag because by the time we met up before we went to the bag lanes. And we went through to get to the our bags checked. This fucking lady, no offense to this lady, like I'm, I, you know what I'm talking, I about. What I'm talking about. She fucking in her scooter zoomed like across, like in front of me, and almost ran over my fucking feet. Like bitch. <laughs> but I this remember, like had- I was watching, like it was like you were like walking, and then like I don't know where she just like zips on by and like misses your feet by like. We almost had, like, a Regina Mean Girls moment. Like, you bitch, you fucking vieja. Like, my feet would have been crushed, and I wouldn't have not been able to go to Disney because you could have been patient enough to wait until I finished crossing. I'm telling you, like, people are are fucking rude. People, like, 
like adults like at Disneyland are like no joke, especially if you're closer to rope drop. I'm like we're Disney fans, but in an orderly fashion. Yes, of course. I'm waiting in line patiently. Yes. Anyway, so people will be pushing. People will be pushing. I mind you, people will be pushing to get to the to like the gates to the gates or pushing like in that little rope area before they open up all of California Adventure. I'm like, mind you, there's children around here. Can you calm down? I know. Anyway, so then we're. <laughs> Then they wrote, they dropped the route and we kept booking it because at this point, and still, there is no fast pass. So you're the, booking it. Really, it. it really mattered if you got you, there first. Yes. And then eventually, you know, we get to the ride and then we, I think we waited like 15 minutes, 10 minutes. My feet hurt. I rem- my feet were already hurting and it was like barely my like 15 never, minutes of the park opening. feet never recovered after the first day of waiting. Oh my God. It was horrible. It was awful. But so... My cousin was like, what is this ride? I'm like, this is the Cars ride. It's supposed to be the best ride. And he's like, oh, okay. He gets on the ride. And I'm like really excited for this. This is his first time ever. He's on the ride. We go to the whole Cars ride. We get off the ride. I tell him, did you like it? And he was like, not really. No, I didn't really like it. And I was like. Oh, my God. In that moment, I was all like, oh, my God. Like, he's not going to like anything. I'm like hella worried now. He did. He found his favorite. Oh rides. no! Hold on. So we're leaving the ride, and at this point, we had be essentially the line. We were able within the first hour. I think we did like four rides. Yes, we beat the ride, the line, and then we're by the time we got out, the line was already really long. It was stretching out all the way outside of Cars Land. Yeah. He was all like, "What is this?" I'm like, "It's a line. People are waiting in line." For what? I'm like, "The ride we were just on." Like. That ride? Really? Wow. (laughs) He has high expectations. I was all like, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm like, this kid is all like unimpressed. And I thought it was so funny. And I mean, he did eventually have a favorite ride. But in the beginning, it was kind of bumpy with some of the rides because like he was not feeling some of them. I think when he got on Soren. Oh, he loved that one. He loved Soren. He was... He clapped. He clapped. He was one of those, like, white people that clapped. He's like, <laughs> I loved it. Like, he was so determined that he wanted to get on the Incredicoaster. You don't get Mind on that Mind you, one. this kid is, like, eight. I, I thought he wasn't going to be able to get on it because he's kind of short. But he passed the, the height limit. So I'm like, okay, I guess he's going to get on it. And it was me, Giuseppe, and our little cousin, the smallest one. Uh-huh. And I was, he was determined. He's like, I'm going to get on this ride. I'm going to get on this ride. You waited with the older brother. Because the older brother is a little bit more like, he's more scared. He's a little more, he's a little more timid. He's a little more timid. And you, my mom. He's not as adventurous. No. Not adventurous at California Adventure. Unacceptable. I'm just kidding. I'm not that adventurous either. Um, so you waited with him and my mom. Uh-huh. And then we're like, let's get on the ride. And then I was all like, okay. Like, at any moment when I saw, like, the, the ride would zip away, I thought he would want to, like. Oh, my God. The, I think the worst part of the Incredicoaster is the beginning. I hate the feeling. The oh, beginning. when it just zooms off? Yeah. I agree. I think that is the worst part. And I was like, I he would watch the ride, like, zip off. And then I was like, at any moment, I thought he was going to ask me that he didn't want to do the ride anymore. And then, um... Okay, we're, like, we're all, like, loading up, and, like, I sat next to him, and then I was all, like, if you need to hold my hand, you know, you have, like, the things right here, like, yeah, the yeah. big, bulky the, the, things yeah, in front the, of the you, so, like, I can barely, like, see him, but I would talk really loud, I'm, like, if you need to hold my hand, like, I'm gonna have it on yours, 
so you can hold on to it. And I was, he's like, okay. And he's like, okay. I'm like, he's like, I can do this. And I was like, okay. And then they do like five, four, three, two, one. And we zipped off. And he just like immediately like grabbed my hand. And then like, he was all like, I would look over. I would like peek out and look over. And his like head was down like the entire time. And then like, I'm like, you're supposed to open your eyes. You're supposed to watch. He's like, I feel everything. That's all I need. And I was like, oh my God, this kid hates it. Like, I, I'm like, what Wait, if he said he, he said he feels everything. Yeah. He says like, I feel everything. He's all like, I can feel the bumps. I can feel this. He's like, I don't need to open my eyes. He's like, I'm experiencing it through feeling. Oh, okay. I was like, really okay. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, like this kid's probably fucking hates it. And then, like, we finished, and it looked like he had tears in his eyes, because I did record a snap video of him. He had, like, tears in his eyes, and I was like, oh, my God, like, that's the wind or him crying? And then, like, I sent it to our older brother, and he's like, he got on the ride? I was like, he got on the ride, and I'm surprised. I'm like, I didn't even want to get on, like, the fucking haunted mansion when I was his age. And so I was like, okay, and then we got off, and the day, on the last day, where we started in California Adventure, and he his brother wanted to get on it out too and i was like okay i guess we're all getting on the on the Incredicoaster. except me i'm still sitting you're still sitting you're still sitting with my mom you're still resting and i was like okay i guess we're gonna all do this together again and i was like okay it's better to start with the Incredicoaster early get out of the way because i feel like if you eat and stuff like that with the heat you're gonna have a headache later in the day and so we got on it, and then the ride stopped. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're not getting on it. And I'm like, no, we'll just wait. And then we got on it, and I think I sat next to um, our, the little one again, and then Giuseppe sat with the with the older one. And then we finished the ride, and he tells his brother, how many eyes did you have open? <laughs> <laughs> and he's all like, uh, both. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just had one this time. I was like, one's an accomplishment from none. <laughs> But you know what? They were very proud of it. And they said once they, when summer was over and they saw their friends again, that they were going to tell them that they got on the Incredicoaster. I mean, it is an accomplishment. I never would have done that at any of their ages at all. Not even now. No. <laughs> I mean, I've been on it. Tell me why. Every time <laughs> I'm in line for that damn ride, I have to take a shit. And I know, like, deep down. It's nervousness. It's a nervous shit. But my nervous shits are like diarrhea shits. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. When we first got on it, you did have that. You did mm-hmm. have to take a nervous shit. And we were like halfway in the ride. And you're like, we were, no, we were like about to get on. And like, I was like, I have to take a shit. Like, take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I was like, can you hold it? And you're like, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. And Especially because I knew like it like jet sets you in the beginning. So yeah. I'm like, what if it just comes out? <laughs> And I was all like, do you want to go? Like, do you want to get out of line? And you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, we've already waited so long. I think we waited like 25 minutes. And he's like, you're like, we already waited so long. I'm just going to get on it. I'm going to get on it. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very ballsy because it was the middle of the day and you had no extra pair of shorts. No, I don't know what I was thinking. No, you got on it. And you know what? Clean shorts. Came in clean. Came in clean. Stuck the landing. <laughs> But you did also get on Guardians, though. I hated that one. I, I think I would ride the Incredicoaster, but I hate the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just, it's not even the the ride itself that I hate. It's the sensation of, like, the drop feeling. And which is really ironic, because as a little kid, I loved dropped rides a lot. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you liked drop rides. 
I just hated it. I, and also, like, the fact that I'm floating in the air, like, for a split second is just, to me, like, too much. I feel like once, back to the trip that we took in June, once it, like, hit, like, 7 o'clock, I feel like everybody's mood would expen- exponentially get better because the heat would go down. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was like, I'm living my life past 7 o'clock. So, another thing that you did this summer is that you went to Tennessee. I did go to Tennessee. We're finally hitting things on my list. Oh, my God. <laughs> we haven't hit anything on my list. Yeah, we. I did get to go to Tennessee. You didn't get to go with us. I didn't because I had to work. But, yeah, you went to Tennessee. I did. I had to stay and work. Be with the kids. Um, It was a 30-hour. We took a road trip. It was a 30-hour drive. Mm-hmm. But, like, plus stops. So, it was, like, a day and something hours. Uh, yeah, and then we would we went on Route 66, and that was really cool because I have never I've heard the songs, never been on the road. Did you listen to the song while you were on Route 66? Oh fuck yeah, Chuck Berry. Did you also go? Oh, absolutely, I did. <laughs> Rascal Flats. Yes, the Rascal Flats were the Rascal Flats ones from Cars. Yeah, I did that one, and I did other. That's like, like the one like. The two good things that came out of the Cars movie. I'm not the biggest fan of the Cars movies, but the two good things that came out of it is Cars Land and Rascal Flatts. Life is a highway. <laughs> so I was going to we did have a lot of fun things on the first day. First of all, it's humid as a motherfuck out there. It's horribly fucking humid. Mm-hmm. Like nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. So um, we ended up getting like a, a hotel room because we weren't sure if my aunt and my uncle had Wi-Fi. So we... We had our own room, my brother and his girlfriend and I, and my parents stayed with my dad's brother, who had he had not seen in, like, 20 years, which is, like, a really long fucking time. Um, I, I fucking love them so much, my tia, my tia. I, like, miss them. Anyways, um, we would go every morning. We'd get up, get changed, and we'd go over to their house every morning. We'd have some breakfast, and then we're like, okay, what are we going to do today? The first two days, we're like... My dad and his brother are getting well acquainted again. And I think, what it was the first thing that we did? I think we went down around to the lakes and we would feed the fish biscuits. Because that's what we fucking had. We had biscuits. I love that the fish are so southern that they eat fucking biscuits. Um, and then what the fuck did we do after? Oh my God, I like lost everything we did. And then we had our... Our day, we're like, we're going to do it. Like, we're going to do it all. We're going to have the most, like, Tennessee fucking trip ever. We went to... First, we went to... We went to the National Rights... National Civil Rights Museum, which was, like, incredibly eye-opening. And I think everybody should take a trip there. I I loved it so much. It's very informative. It's very well-designed. And at the end, like when the, you're like you're leaving the museum, it like they project like light on you, and it looks like on the wall, it looks like people are walking with you with like picket signs. It's like so fucking beautiful. Oh wow, you didn't tell me that. No, that sounded really. Well, it was sounds, like it sounds intense. But it, it was sounds... so intense, but like I think but necessary. Yes, it was. It was so. It was such a an experience. We had no idea that that was gonna be there. I didn't know it was there. I didn't know he had was assassinated in Tennessee. And my brother's girlfriend found out. And we're like, okay, we have to do this. We're going to do this. And so we did it. I would like, whenever there was... Martin Luther King. Yeah. When, whenever there was like, 
someone who was like black president i'm like i want to give them their time to read everything so i like leave i'm like they this is like a big experience for them so i'm like i'm just gonna like move my way along so they can have their their time to read because like some people travel like different states to get here to read this stuff so i'm like i'm gonna be respectful and i'm gonna move away and so we did that i went off in the gift shop of course i always go off the gift shops after that we went to go try some whiskey it was fucking hot through the we went to take a tour and at the end we tried whiskey and then we had gus's fried chicken was it good it was good i'm like if you eat the on their cups because you can order a souvenir cup, that's where your drink comes in. It's uh-huh. a and you have the souvenir cup. I have the souvenir cup. And on the cup, it says, if you eat, if you haven't eaten at Gus's, you ain't eating chicken. I guess I have never you, eaten chicken you, in my life. You've never eaten chicken in your life. It was so good. The sweet tea. I don't know what they put in there. I, I feel like they put, like, a lifetime of sugar in their t- sweet tea over there. But it was, like, fucking amazing. The Southerners know how to make tea and, like, side dishes and chicken. I and believe it. <laughs> Yeah. The food. And I was like, oh my God, this food is fucking amazing. And I don't know what it was. I think because like everything is now encerrado. Like my stomach started to hurt. And then you're eating like really heavy food. And I had just drank whiskey. That too. Whiskey and vodka and like a different mixture of like drinks. And so I was just like on the way home, I was just like laying on my mom's like shoulder and I was like, wow, my stomach hurts. You like food coma? Yeah, and, like, I fell asleep, and, like, my aunt, she was, like, over there, and she was, like, holding my hand, and she was, like, patting it, and I was, like, I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sick. And then, by the time I got home, I had felt better. I had gotten, like, a seltzer and stuff like that, and, ooh, we are a family of Love's gas stations, though. Let me tell you, every single state we went in, we always stopped at a Love's. The bathrooms are clean. The bathrooms are, like, always they're never full i love it i love loves and then when you walk in they always like welcome to loves and i'm like oh i love that <laughs> so loud they're so loud they're like welcome to loves i'm like oh i fucking love that love <laughs> oh. <laughs> and while we were over there in the hotel we got hooked on first we got hooked on a gaming channel we had stayed in, a, in a, like a motel we weren't feeling it so we left we um we were hooked on the gaming channel. We went to the new hotel, which was better, and they didn't have it anymore. So we're, that was kind of janky. And so we were hooked on Impractical Jokers, the one with the stupid friends that do, like, fucking jokes and shit and uh-huh. pranks on each other. And whenever, like, we would check every single night there was an episode, and whenever there wasn't an episode, we are like, fucking bored for, like, the rest of the night. I'm like, what the fuck are we supposed to watch? We watched Sister Act one night. They had Pacific Rim. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen Pacific Rim. I, I from what I watched and it looks kind of like fucking boring, but they did have Clint Eastwood's son. And he's hot, so you could say I enjoyed it a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, we also watched Animal Planet. Um, our my older brother, he was like, there was like um, there was like a documentary about the white rhinos. You know how they like the last male one was like has just gone extinct, and they don't know if they can bring him back. So they were, like, experimenting on the gray rhinos to see if they're surrogates. And I think I wrote down the name of the rhino. And then he was, like, it was, like, 2 in the morning. And I'm, like, I'm going to go to sleep. And then he's, like, I'm going to stay up and see this rhino be born. 
And I was like, why can't you just look it up? And he's like, I need to see it with my own eyes if this is possible, if we can bring back the white rhinos. I was like, all right. <laughs> and then he's all like, well, it was like while the episode was going on, he's like, what do I do? Like, where do I donate? And I was like, I don't know. Our brother is a very like, that's the type of audience member you're trying to reach when you make these kind of like documentaries. Oh, yeah. You change people's minds. He's very like. Yeah, get him to watch boom. it. Oh, the, the Gloria, the Gloria, the rhino's name was Gloria. The one that was born? The one that was giving birth. I forgot the name. So of did it bring it back or no? I think with the with the gray rhino being born, I think it confirmed that they can put like an egg and a sperm of the white rhino and of a of a male and a female rhino. And they white can, rhino. Yeah. And they can put that in the gray rhino and then she can be a surrogate for the new rhinos. So I think they're gonna try to do that. The things we discovered in Tennessee. On the last day we were there, we went to Graceland. And that was, like, phenomenal. We had, like, so much fucking fun. First of all, they take you over here in this, like, little area, which I didn't know. There was, like, there's, like, a center. There's, like, auditoriums. There's uh-huh. stores. There's restaurants. I was, like, this feels like downtown Disney. And. That's we, how big it was? It low-key felt like downtown Disney, yeah. That's how much you'd be walking around? I literally we started, spent hours. I thought it was his, like, house and, like, property that he had and done. It, we spent hours there. Like, we went there kind of early. and oh, we, you think you're just going there to get a tour of the house. No, no, you don't. Like, we spent hours there. Like, we went there, like, around, like, 12 o'clock. And even, we didn't even get to finish everything. Because then, so like, weird. They yeah. closed everything early over there, right? Yeah, they closed everything at, like, 5. And then, so, like, we were, like, there. And then, like, we waited for our bus to come by. And then you get, like, a headset mm-hmm. with, like, an iPad. I'm like, oh, I had no idea it was one of those kind of tours. I oh. felt like a fucking tourist. I fucking loved it. And then, like, we we got on, like, the bus and stuff like that. And it would the bus would take you from, like, this little area to the to the mansion. And so the mansion was kind of just, like, across the street. But it would take us to the gates and everything. Was and, it really a mansion? Yeah, you could say it was a mansion. We didn't, you're not allowed to go upstairs, though. And then, like, when you put on What's the... upstairs? Do they tell you all these things? The bedrooms. But there's, like, a Graceland hotel modeled after the mansion. Mm-hmm. And the rooms look like the upstairs. So if you're ever curious. So why, why do they not show the upstairs? It's just private. Family just prefers not to. Yeah, the family prefers not to. It's private. Upstairs. Supposedly, right? I know my brother said. I know it's disrespectful. But we were. No, it's, you know what? We were being disrespectful all the way up until the mansion, okay? Because okay. we were, like, walking in. I was like, well, like, when are we going to see this shitted underwear? And then, like, my brother's girlfriend's Did like, you I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I think. I don't know. And my brother's girlfriend is like, did he die on the toilet? I'm like, supposedly. I'm like, are, they, are we going to be able to it's see like, the toilet? Isn't there, like, something, like, really iconic is that he died in the restroom? I thought he died in the restroom. Not that he no, died. she's all like, did he not, like, shit himself to death or something? And then I was like, I think what happened is that, like, when you do drugs and he had, like, high blood pressure and stuff like that, if you put, like, a lot of pressure on yourself, like, shitting... Like, he had, like, a heart attack or something, and he, like, killed himself shitting. What a way to go. For real? Is that when he died? I think so. Apparently, this is a shitting episode. <laughs> it's a shitty way to die. <laughs> <laughs> We're good now. Whatever. Well, to be funny, to be, to be, not to be funny, but we are funny, but to be fair, like... It was kind of problematic. Yeah. So. But, like, aside from that, we're on our way to the, to the mansion. You put on the headset and stuff like that, and it's fucking John Stamos. John Stamos is the narrator I mean, of the tour. you're going 
get someone to do the voice of like Elvis. Who more than the biggest Elvis fan? Exactly. John Stamos was fucking narrating the tour. And like I remember I was like sitting, everybody was having their headphones on. And then I was like looking at everybody on the bus. And then I like go to my brother, I'm like, it's John Stamos. I fucking love John Stamos. And you can put in whatever language you want. You can it has different languages. I wonder who does accessible. it. Accessible. I wonder who does it in Spanish. You know that it is. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> but like, because he voices everything in Spanish. But then, like, when we were getting off the bus, this made me laugh. Nobody else noticed. We were getting off the bus. Like, I was like kind of sat further behind. My brother and his girlfriend got off, and then you know they would take turns getting off the bus. Yeah. And so the ladies got off behind me and then this kid like with full force he was tall as fuck and like it was like, kind of low like the the bus and he got on, off he he, he like got up with like full force and then he like bumped his head on the top and he was tall as fuck and like i was like this and i saw him like hit his head because i was looking around and then he like made eye contact with me and then he just like started scratching his head i'm like bitch you hurt yourself. I and saw. And that shit like burns. You know what I mean? Like if you hit it so hard, it burns. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm embarrassed for you because I saw. <laughs> Had I not seen, like you would have not been embarrassed, and you wouldn't have. Been- I think I would still be embarrassed. <laughs> so- I hit myself. Like he hit the fucking plastic so hard, like it moved. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that looked like it hurt. Whatever. I'm gonna get down. Reminds you like the Flintstones when like Dina rips his head through the top of the car. <laughs> that and then so like we all walked down um you listen to the tour i had a really cute outfit i loved it and then so we were like walking in first of all some of the decor was not it it's very 70s it's very 70s yeah very white living room apparently like the daughter lisa marie um comes back wait that's her name what's her name lisa marie yeah yeah she comes back sometimes to, like, eat at the mansion. By and, herself? Like, with her family and stuff like that. And, and then they like, close it? And they close it. And I'm like, um, do you still sit? She's, I'm assuming she still, like, she owns the house. She owns the mansion. Yeah. And, like, I'm like, how do you eat on this white-ass fucking, like... Living room, it's hella white. I'd be. F- she eats in the living room. She no, eats? she eats in the in the dining table and stuff like that. But even like the what's set out because everything's roped off. You can't like walk into the rooms. There's like so much that Just you can see. She like goes and she like stains something. Yeah, and... um, that's what I'm saying. Would they be pissed? It's her house. Exactly. It's her stuff. She like grew up there, so I guess she can do whatever. I mean, she how wants. much of the estate is actually owned by this like someone else, and how much is it owned by her? I think it's a hundred percent owned by her. That girl, that girl collecting coins. Oh, they left her, like, so much money when he died. And apparently she's, like, dwindled it to almost nothing. I think she stopped in the early 2000s, like, spending a shit ton of it and got, like, her shit together. Yeah. And then, like, in the dining table, they have um, Priscilla and Elvis's, like, wedding china set out. Like, maybe they put it away and then she just comes and, like, uses other yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then, like, they also have his, like, mom's, like, bedroom that he had, that she had, that he had for her. And, like, her clothes are still hung up and everything. I wonder if, like, eventually she'll just, like, get tired of it or, like, and just be like, we're done with this. I don't know. You know? Because you just want to live in your dad's house. They literally, right? They literally had everything, though, because, like, 
then from there you go like in like different rooms he had like recording rooms he had like rooms where he had like multiple tvs because he wanted to watch multiple shows at the same time and i'm like okay go off yeah. i guess i know and then like you go outside and you go to his truck to the the office that his dad had because his dad had an office on the premises where he would manage his like stuff and um, his parents good to him yeah his parents were nice to him i thought okay. they were always really shitty to him and they were not apparently oh, right. and um and then we go to the trophy room because he has he's elvis and he has a trophy a trophy room and they have like literally everything from his childhood like crayons that he used to use like his report card like clothes from his grandparents like a wedding like certificate of like his parents and stuff like that they had like the key to the mansion he had a key to the city they had like the deeds to the house they had lisa um lisa marie's marie uh, priscilla presley's like wedding like dress and his i mean also like not to take away but like she was a teenager when they got married oh yeah that's creepy that is creepy. that's gross yeah and they had her dress, they had his tux, they had Elisa Marie's, like, crib, they had, like, old furniture that he wasn't using. Like, I'm like, where is the damn underwear? Did Priscilla Presley and Elvis Presley get divorced? Or are they, are I think they were just separated. I think they were in the process of getting divorced. She She's still alive. She's still alive, yeah. Um, and then they had, like, literally everything. He was, like, uh, they had made him, like, honorary, like, fucking chief of, like, the police station there in Tennessee, in, like, Memphis. And pe- sorry, he I'm would, like, like, he would, like, a, like, he would, like, give out, like, tickets and stuff. He would get, like, he would stop people that were speeding. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, no, never mind. I just. I'm like, I like how he's, like, chief of police and he was, like, addicted to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I like how, like, they gave him a key to the city and he was, like, part of, like, the sheriff's department or whatever. And, like, he married a minor, which is really gross, like, did drugs, and, like, stole a lot of ideas from, like, black people. What I did read is that, like, he did, like, he didn't do, like, hardcore drugs. He tried, like, cocaine once, so that wasn't for him. Uh, It wasn't for him. Yeah. He's, like, he didn't do, like, drugs, like, in that kind of way. He did, like, prescription drugs because, like, in some way, like, it felt like he had more control over it. But he would, like, literally, like, apparently, I don't know if it's true or not, he would, like, pull out a book of, like, like, like different symptoms of what medication you needed and what it would do to you. And he would, like, read off the symptoms that he had so he can get that prescription. Okay. I know. It was, was a lot. He was obviously clearly very far from perfect. Yeah. He was. I just think it's kind of weird that sometimes, like, I mean, like, his home is open. I mean, the fascination of, a, of someone who reached idol status, I think, is always there. But it's always, like... We have to examine this lens with a very, like, neutral perspective. That he, yeah. Like, as much as he was iconic to pop, pop culture, he was also, like, not perfect. And he was kind of a creep. Yeah. So, from the trophy trophy room or the all of that, we would go to, like, a little tennis room he had because he would, like, tennis and shit. And then, like, you end the tour by the by the graves that his family has there. And, like, we all take, like, you go there, and they play little music on your, like, headset because you're still connected to the headset. No, I forget <laughs> that you're all of this. Yeah. It's have, happening, and you're still holding that damn iPad. It was, like, sometimes inconvenient, though. And, then like, so my, my Thea, like, I'm, like, no, like, I don't know if she's going to listen to this. I don't think so. My Thea, she kept calling us while we were in Graceland. And, like, literally, like, we're trying to get to the phone and stuff like that. And she called my mom. She called my brother. 
then she called me twice and then she like my, i think my mom picked up the phone she's like i'm in graceland i like can't talk right now because my mom loves elvis yeah she's a little, like i can't talk right now and she's like hung up she's, i'm at the king's house <laughs> <laughs> and then so we were like in the grave area and then you know people were like there and like oh my god elvis is like literally right there like he, they, he had bur- they had buried him with his mom somewhere else but because people were like trying to like rob him once i don't know oh you just god. rob a body but you could do that apparently and they brought his stuff. Great robbers. Yeah, like his dad was still alive, uh-huh. and they and brought him over to the Graceland, like little. Like, and not the mom. They just no, the no, mom. they brought the mom. Like, they just, like, left the mom. <laughs> you know, they're like fuck the mom. <laughs> <laughs> fuck Gladys. Their name. Yeah. <laughs> was very concerned that they just like left her over there after they tried to rob Elvis. No, no, no. They brought her along too. And so um, they have his grandma, his mom, and him there. And then his dad, like, eventually passed away, too. Also, wh- I didn't know the dad outlived him. Yeah, he did. I didn't know that either. I thought that his dad had passed away, like, a long time ago. I thought the dad died first, and then the mom, and then him. Yeah, me too. I was all out of whack out of it. I think his mom died, and then his grandma, and then him, and then his dad. Talk about, like, weird way to outlive. The, yeah, like, weird outliving. order. And they also had, like, a little plaque, like, a little one, because, like, Elvis was a twin, and yeah. he was like his brother was born the day before, uh-huh. and they had no like his mom had no idea she was having twins, and then he was born like the day after, and they're like holy shit, and like the brother's name was Jesse, and that's why John Stamos's character is named Jesse in Full House. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either, because like they were saying it in the tour, and then I turned to my brother, and then like as, as soon as we said it, he heard the same thing. I'm like, we were gonna say it. Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Anyways, we're back at the at the graves, and like this woman, oh my god, these like this woman and this other woman, they're like sobbing. They're what sobbing. The they're sobbing. Their faces are like you know they're white ladies, obviously. You saved the story. Yeah, I did. They're sobbing. Like their faces are like bright tomato red. <laughs> get oh my god. And I'm like, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> He's been dead for like 40 years. <laughs> he died on the shitter, please. Oh my god. Please. Please, Darla, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Darla. The, you can imagine what they were wearing. The like they had like the floral shirts and they had like short like like hair cut up like here. You know what I mean? Like old lady hair. You can imagine an Elvis fan to be. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why? I don't imagine. <laughs> Why is that like a, a f- I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. Like I was like with my mom and we're like, like I was waiting because it takes a while because, you know, people are taking pictures and stuff. So it takes a while for you to get to Elvis's grave. And so, like, when, like, I looked up, and these ladies were, like, fucking crying. Like, fucking their face were, like, manchado with tears and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's too hot for that. Stop. Stop crying. Like. Also, like, he's been gone for, like, at this point. When did he die? He died in, like, 70-something. My mom remembers. She was a little girl. Okay, how old was he? He was in his 40s. Late 40s, I think. Has he not been dead longer than he was alive? I think so. 
I'm like, girl, you had time to process his death already. You know, like all the documentaries, I think you would have enough it's time. It's like if I went to like fucking like, I don't know, like Disneyland and they like took me inside like his apartment and I'm just like, and you saw, and then you saw his frozen head and you're like, sob, <laughs> sob, like the head, like, oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, this is like, again, what I'm talking about, like, don't. Put these people on fucking pedestals. Like They're he just made, people he made incredible music, but I'm like, girl, come on, get a hold of yourself. Like, he married his cousin, right? No, they weren't related. No, they weren't related. I'm thinking of Edward Okay. Edward Allen Poe, Elvis Presley. No, because he also married someone. Like he Named married Priscilla. <laughs> no, just <laughs> like. <laughs> No, he married someone that was like fourteen. Ew. Wasn't was Priscilla he? wasn't Priscilla like fourteen? Not when they married. That's gross. Like it's still gross because like He met her when they were fourteen. They went on a date. He was like a big like star at the time. She asked her dad, Can I go on a date with him? And the dad was like, Alright, go ahead. Was he like in his twenties? Uh, he was in his twenties, so it was still gross. And then I think he waited until she was like eighteen or twenty. Well, I don't know Elvis Presley. They're both perverts. <laughs> 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 Anyways, after this, we all pile in. We get back on the bus. I didn't see the kid who hit his head again. I don't know if he's all right. I don't know if he got a concussion. I don't know why. I don't know if he ever went on the tour. And uh, we, so embarrassed that you saw. He's like, I'm not going anywhere where that bitch is going. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna stay back a little bit more. I'm like, wherever that girl's going. I ain't going. I ain't going there. And then, so we... Like, Dad, we're going to... We're on the tour. You ready? You ready, John? Fuck. <laughs> we went back to the... um, To the center where they have all the shops and shit like that. And I went off at the gift shops. Like, they had the cars over there. The cars and all his, the different things that he had are over there. You can take, like, little pictures of, like, a virtual Elvis. And um, you can go to where he like had... virtual, like, it's just, like, projected it's like you're on the screen and then like Elvis comes out. You can put yourself in a green screen, like little room area and like sit where you, like they tell you where to sit. They tell you where to look. And then supposedly like Elvis is like singing to you. Makes me so uncomfortable. Oh, but he was singing Love Me Tender. So I'm like, ooh. Wait, it's like like a video? Yeah. That's worse. <laughs> I hate that. I hate, I fucking hate that. That's, that's too much. Lisa <laughs> it, Marie. Come on, girl. It's like. At least at Disneyland, there's, like, different characters. Obviously, at Graceland, the only character is Elvis. Well, just, like, if you go to, like, fucking, like... I, I'm going to be really controversial, but, like, for a hot minute, just, just bear with me, people. Like, if you go to fucking Neverland for, like, Michael Jackson's home, and they have, like, a green screen, and you just, like, I'll tell you where to sit, where to look, and then Michael Jackson just, like, walks past you. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is so creepy and weird. So, like, after you do the all that Elvis oh, no, you, stuff... Do you think those ladies did that? Oh, for sure. You don't think they were there pretending that he was serenading to them? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they were crying there, too. I'm sure they were crying all the way back. Were they even, like, young women when Elvis died? Or, like, Elvis was, like, a big star? I don't know. They look like they were in their 50s, so maybe. Were they mom's age? Yeah. They were, like, little girls. And by that time, he was kind of, like, a sellout. Yeah. By that time, he kind of was. And so, like, you go there at the at the center, and they have, like, all the different clothes that he had, all the Disney's that he wore. But, you know, it was also cool. They had clothes from other artists there that were, like, who Elvis inspired. So they had Elton John. 
They had Dolly Parton. And what I love about the Dolly Parton mannequin is that they gave her huge titties. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Because how are you going to fill the dress? That'd be a lie. Yeah. They had um, Kristen Chenoweth stuff there. I think I sent you snaps of it. You didn't get them? Kristen Chenoweth was inspired by Elvis? Apparently, something. You're telling me that lady that runs around going... Yeah, um, they had The Rock. They had Post Malone. They had, I think, like, John Lennon. The Rock? Yeah. He has, like, an Elvis Presley, like, the, the eagle suit. He has one because he wore it in, like, some award show. I think it's just some They of had, these... like, Kiss. They had... Um... Somebody that can meet you the connections, but, like, the one I'm having a really hard time finding the connections is The Rock. And what was the other one that you were telling me? Um, Kristen Chenoweth? Kristen Chenoweth. Like, where is the Elvis? Right. Maybe the Serenade. They had, they had some, like, um country singers, but I don't listen to country, I, so I, I have it. no idea. They had Michael Buble, which I could give two shits for. The thing about, to me, about Elvis Presley is I know that he sometimes crossed a little bit on the country side, but I'm like, he was kind of, like, supposedly, like, a rocker, you know, back in the day, you mm-hmm. know, rock and roll. So, like, I can understand Kiss being inspired by Elvis. I can yeah. understand, like, I think they had Jimi Hendrix clothes there, too. Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. And they had John Stamos stuff. That makes Obviously. sense. Obviously. They had the Wake Up San Francisco sign. They had the jukebox he had in his room. They had the, the suit he wore in the wedding episode with Aunt Becky. And the suit. Aunt Becky. I know. I'm like, And the suit was inspired by Elvis's suit, which looked very similar. And when I was, he got married? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I had no idea John Stamos was fucking things were gonna be here. And then there's different like halls, and the next hall, I think it was like his life experience, like things that he did in his life. And so they had like his shoes that he'd wear in like a glass case, a record he would own that was his very first copy of his original record, the Elvis Presley one, all the awards, like all the props from the different movies, his different clothes, like his leather jackets. They had like a Lisa Marie Hall, but we didn't feel like going through that because then at four thirty or four fifteen we had um reservations to go to the Disney Hall. I will say, missed opportunity. I'm not telling people how to exploit this man's now that he's dead mm-hmm. even more. But you think instead of like a holographic or, like, projected Elvis Presley singing to you, which is, to me, very uncomfortable, very uncanny, very weird. Mm-hmm. I sat there. I took a video of it, and I'm like, You're not feeling me. it. Did you delete it? No, I deleted it. I, I just still wanted to see it. Oh, okay. Do you have it? No, I don't. So oh. next time we go Nemo. to Tennessee, Nemo. you'll be there. <laughs> I really hope you see those ladies crying. Oh, I hope they're there what again. What if they go there, like, every day, and they cry, like, every day? Oh my god! Spending like what if they're like but professional it's, mourners? It's, it, it costs like seventy five dollars to go in. What if they live there? I love that. To sneak in when the bus comes in, <laughs> <laughs> when the gates open. But I was gonna say, um, oh my god, I lost my train of thought. Oh, this is how you like. I'm not trying to tell like this company how to exploit Elvis's death even more, but like, if you're gonna do a meet and greet experience. And you already know the popularity of Lulu and Stitch. Why not have Stitch dressed as Elvis? Exactly. As a readable character. I'm just So, like, I'm we we went to, because they had a little Disney expose there. Mm-hmm. and they Expose. Ha- or exhibit or whatever. Like expo- a little. Like an uh, expo. Expo, yeah. You know what the fuck I meant. And so we went over there. First of all, we had to go to, like, a different hall. We had to walk there, and it was fucking hot. Different building? Different building. And I'm like, it's hot as the fuck. And so, we like, we walked there. 
We go through the tour. I think it was like the last tour of the day. And they had like, um, we're Disney bitches. So they had like, we're really excited. They had like tickets, like a couple tickets from like early on. They had like Julie Andrews's like bag and umbrella. Not just the bag. Just kidding. Just the bag from Mary Poppins. Isn't the umbrella lost? I think the umbrella is lost. Um, They had like some like Mickey plush dolls and mini ones that look really fucking creepy. Oh, the creepy ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they had, like, concept art and poster art from, like, Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and stuff like that. They had, like, old, like, um, animatronics from the Haunted Mansion and, like, old, like, um, headstones that they didn't use in the ride anymore. Some Star Tours characters. They had clothes from Mary Poppins Returns. They had the Beauty and the Beast dress with Emma Watson. Which looked a lot fuller in person. It did. Why but it so but you know what? Still no hems. Still no hems. That dress is atrocious. I'm sorry, Emma Watson. They did you dirty. Yeah. Um, but it was like really cool. And they had very few Lilo and Stitch things. I thought they were gonna have more. C- considering that it's Elvis. Oh, yeah. And like at the they didn't even have like a store. Like I thought they were gonna have like a Disney store with like things. A little pop up. Yeah, but they had literally like like a stand and that was like it. And they had like one stitch that looked like it was like I think dressed as Elvis, but it wasn't that cute. It was like 40 bucks. So I'm like, I'm not going to get a fucking plushie for 40 bucks. And it's not even fucking Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, that's where we left it. It was really fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. And my aunt, who lived in Tennessee, like, almost her entire life, she's like, I've never been to Graceland. This is my first time. And she's like, I had so much fun. It was great. Speaking of Elvis, mm-hmm. this is going to tie in kind of to our finals final little thoughts for this Mm -hmm. so by now by the time this episode comes out like our brother would have already opened his present yeah so we went to an antique store and today because we were like looking at what to get him for his birthday because his birthday is today the day we're recording on the day it comes out and we're like what do we get him so i suggested we go to the antique store and look for old comic books that we could frame for his apartment because, you know, he moved out and, like, they're decorating. And I'm like, I think that's just a nice mm-hmm. kind of, like, way to do something with comics. And you, I thought we could find, like, a Superman one and a Batman one, like, from the old ones, mm-hmm. you know, some of the old ones. We went, this used to be, like, a really big antique store that had, like, a lot of space. And I always thought it was kind of spacious. And then it just, like, all of it. It's, like, half of that it's now. It's, like, half of it. They closed off of it. Maybe they just didn't want to pay for the extra space anymore. And it was, like, cramped. It was hot. It was so hot. It was cramped. They had just, like, fans fans, going on. You know? And no comics inside. At least no superhero comics. The lady did tell us that, like, they're really popular and they they sell really quickly as soon as, like, they get them. Makes sense. I'm like, superheroes are really popular. I understand. Anyway, so we're, like, (laughs) you know, we're walking around through this antique store. And the funny thing is, some of the stuff that's, like, supposedly antiques are probably from, like, the 80s or 90s. And to me, it was, like... It's so weird to think, but the, I guess sort of is antiques. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't alive, so it's an antique to me. <laughs> Old to me. <laughs> Anyways, so like these ladies were like hella grumpy. <laughs> They've always been grumpy. Last time we went, they were just as grumpy. Yeah. I don't think it's. A, I think this time they were a bit nicer. Oh. In my, in my opinion, because it looked like we were buying a lot of things. Well, we did buy a lot of yeah. things. So we ended up finding him an Elvis record. King Creole. Um, to give him, you know, because he likes, or yeah. rather likes younger Elvis. Yeah. He's not we, the biggest fan of They him. had a lot of older Elvis, like. For a good fucking reason. I know. Like, older Elvis records. And we're like, okay, we're not we're not vibing with that. I know he's not vibing with it. We want 
young, hot Elvis. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so like we all, I also know that they have Disney records. There's and, this one specific case that we saw before last time. Yeah. And they always have Disney whatever stuff. Whatever seller at that antique, like that puts their stuff there. Mm-hmm. Like we have seen Dicker, Disney, Dickney. Dicky, Dicky, Dick stuff. Dicker, Dicker. <laughs> um, we had seen, like, that they had Disney stuff before. Now, I'm surprised that there's still stuff there because you would think that stuff would sell out quickly. I agree. You know, um, because I remember before when we would go, there was maybe like, we're not they, looking they, for was, the right stuff that people don't want that shit. Uh, well, That's we realize there. now based on that one record that we bought that didn't even have the original like actress. Oh singing. yeah. But anyways. We go, they have, like, a whole bunch of Disney records, and, like, we found, like, the Disneyland collection, so there was, like, we got one on, one that's a, one that I will not say, and then we got... A Cinderella one. A Cinderella one. Me and you, we, like, split it. Yeah. We're, like, we're both, we both like Cinderella. We're co-owning the record. <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna work, <laughs> but we're co-owning it. Um, So we got it, and we're, like, let's listen to it, and I... I guess the way that these records, these like Disneyland records from like the sixties were like made or that they're it's a story with the music from the movie. They would tell you the story of the movie and then the music would play. Yeah. Now well, the other one made a little bit more sense because the the story I don't know, they just did it more in storybook. Like they did it like Yeah. Like a like um a, a third person narrator. Like someone Yeah. You know, like a yeah. The, the Cinderella one to me was really interesting. We were having a ball with it. It was so funny to me because it was done in the style that like it wasn't like an omniscient narrator where like they just know everything and they're not part of the story. No, it was a first person narrator. They made it really complicated. It was like a first person narrator who was there as these things were occurring, but was not a character from the movie. No. It was not Cinderella. It was not any of the mice. It was not the fairy godmother. It wasn't the ugly stepsisters. It wasn't the stepmother. It wasn't the mother's ghost or the father's ghost. No, it was a neighbor. A random woman. Because she always said the chateau. In the chateau. Obviously, because she's French. Anyway, she's a neighbor who like knew everything about her home life. And my favorite, not my, my favorite, that's not even my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of the record and the story of this, and she's telling the story of Cinderella as we know it. But the thing that really fascinates me is that she goes into great detail talking about how, like, oh, like, Cinderella is abused and this, and she's horribly mistreated by her stepmother and her stepsisters. And I'm like, I like how the neighborhood knew that she was getting mistreated and, like, nobody did anything. They're like, that's just Cindy over there. <laughs> They're like, oh, poor Cinderella, blah, blah, blah. Like, I like how, like, they've already established that this, like, girl this lady like lives in the same neighborhood that she lives in and then like everyone is just knows that she's getting like mistreated up in that fucking chateau over there <laughs> but that's not even my favorite part because you would think okay okay i can kind of buy into it it's not as weird she's just like an observer like i knew because it was trying to imply like oh i knew her like yeah we they were in the same building they were like like they knew each other on a first name basis, or apparently. something like that. Yeah, something like that. but like I kind of was like, okay, that's not that weird because she was like, we're in the same village. Like maybe it's that girl you overheard. Like, oh, she's famous. Like mm-hmm. she ended up getting married to the prince or whatever. No, no, no. It gets wilder. It gets to the part where, mind you, she knows about the mice making the dress, which is like how 
She's looking through the window. Uh, she'd be looking through windows. She'd been knowing people are beautiful. She's not. You, you know. You know and what makes like, me laugh is that the mice were making the dress on the second floor. So either she like snuck in, went upstairs to or watch, she the, or like, she put line. like a ladder to watch. I'm like, you're Meticha much. Like also, girl. like she knew that Cinderella was like at that point. If she'd be watching, she knows that Cinderella is like getting, doing a lot of chores. Why aren't you climbing through the window and helping those mice make that dress? Yeah. Or like, why don't you help Cinderella? Like, Who's, you know that she wants to go to the ball at this point because I'm the Metiche. And you're like, I can't help her because it's not my chateau. And I'm like, well, bitch, if you're already well involved and know all of Cindy's business, help the bitch out. Also, I like how Cinderella does not have any friends. So this lady, like, clearly is not on a first name basis with her. She's just I know. spying on her. Cinderella's friends are animals, and meanwhile, you're just, like, watching and observing her. I'm like, fucking loca. <laughs> she's, like, watching her talk to animals. Like, this bitch needs a friend. And she's like, oh, I'm going to see that. <laughs> Is she, but she but she also watched the moment where the, her stepsisters ripped up her dress. That's what like, it was leading where to. Where are you? Where were you watching this? Why are you like, it letting was, it happen? That was inside her home. Let me know. When did you get into that chateau? Also, I like the fact that, like, she hid herself in her backyard. Oh, yeah. And, like, watched the whole fairy godmother scene. And that's, like, my favorite part is coming up. My favorite (laughs) part is coming up. So, she's observing the whole center. We know the whole story, right? The fairy godmother comes, and she, like, goes in detail how, like, the fairy godmother turns all these items into a carriage. And the animals into, like, footmen and, and the driver. And then she her dress and stuff like And fixes the dress because she already knew. She even tells you and she reminds you in that point in the story that the, the stepsisters were in her dress. Mm-hmm. So that bitch was watching. She knew. She knew the details. Exactly. My favorite part of the story, because, of course, she never explains how she happens to see all the other stuff happening in the movie. But she does tell you how she was able to know what was happening at the ball. Which is the fact that when that carriage, the pumpkin, gets turned into a carriage, she sneaks on and hides underneath the seat. Which I'm like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think the fairy godmother had enough time to be like a secret compartment in the carriage. <laughs> but I like how she like snuck in. She's like, and I was able to sneak into the carriage before I was there too. And I'm like, I like how they literally had to go through so many hurdles to explain how this bitch instead of just being like a narrator or of just like also um, like wasn't she a maiden invited to the ball why wouldn't her parents from her chateau yeah like, why did, why weren't you already over there you're so involved they in, left without her they're like where is she like i don't know is she she's like cinderella's <laughs> fucking backyard <laughs> they fucking left her and i'm like mitiche you missed your own carriage let's be honest here you missed your carriage you hitched a ride you need to ride <laughs> But that's not even my, like, that's part of my favorite part. My favorite part is the prince. Oh, she's also watching them as they're dancing privately. The duke had closed the curtains. She went past the curtains. This woman, this girl is going at different lengths to know everything about Cinderella. Like, she's that bored with her own life. She's a stalker, essentially. Yeah, she's that bored with her own life. She's like, I'm going to watch this bitch go through, like, like, the worst possible fucking scenario and she's like oh she's the only one that knew cinderella's identity it didn't <gasps> help she didn't even help she knew the secret all along and she didn't help she and, didn't she, help. and they put the shoe on her probably she, she left she... the prince and the king 
and like all like the castle used like valuable resources to find Cinderella. When That's taxpayer dollars. When they probably showed up at her house to try on the shoe too, and she knew that shit wasn't gonna fit, but she tried it on anyways. She knew damn well who Cinderella was and who was the girl in the blue dress, and she's all like, "Oh, I'll try it anyways. Let me use valuable taxpayer money." <laughs> Anyways, I'm like pendeja. But my favorite part is when the when the bell strikes, the clock strikes midnight, and the bells are going, and she's all like, "How are we gonna make it home?" I'm like, "How are we gonna make it home, bitch? You snuck on. You shouldn't even be on this bitch." And wasn't she like hurrying her along? Like, hurry, Cinderella. She's like, hurry, Cinderella. I'm like, Cinderella's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> that was my favorite part. I like, I'm like, she. Didn't really explain how she watched this other stuff, but she definitely tells you that she snuck onto the carriage and then tells you that, like, Cinderella was taking forever. Like, hurry up. The clock is ticking. They're chasing after us. Remember, she goes, like, and they were chasing us. Like, they were not chasing Chasing us. They were not chasing you. There's no us. They're chasing Cinderella. Girl, you didn't dance with the prince. Anyways, and then the, the story ends happily ever after and all this stuff. But I'm like, I love that whoever was writing this, like, you know, Division of Disney, whoever's writing these records, because I think a lot of these records are written, like, stories. Yeah. I love for the Cinderella one, I just, and it's all, it's a very short record. It's not very long. No, it's, like it's four not. Songs. Mm-hmm. I love that they went through the lengths of creating this new character that is just spying on Cinderella. She has was, no name either. And was just a guilty bystander <laughs> at the abuse. <laughs> Who's also sneaking onto rides that were meant for her. Oh, Bitch, that's not your taxi. Get the fuck out. That bitch is the equivalent of, like, you know, when you hail an Uber or, like, not yeah. hail an Uber, when you hail a cab or you call an Uber and someone takes your Uber yeah. or takes your cab. That's fucking her. I'm like, girl, don't insert yourself in the story. You're not part of the story. I. You were completely useless. I love it. I just love it that that's the route they took. They could have just been like, I was the fairy godmother all along. You know what I mean? Or they could have just, like you said, it could have been just a storybook and she was just reading it. Once upon a time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, they had to be like, I'm a girl from the village. And I knew all the abuse. And I knew all this stuff was there. You're like, and I was hidden here under the cushions. (laughs) And I was in the closet. And I was in the cupboards. Like... She said she was under the You're cushions. like, I was dressed as one of the chicken watching, like, Cinderella. <laughs> She's like, you know, like, those, I'm a like, horse. You know those horses thing? Like, those, yeah. like, horse things? Like, it's just, like, her. She's like, I dressed up as one of the horses. I was there standing as a stand-in for Bruno. Like. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, like. It was wild. I loved I, it. I loved every minute of it, and I loved this record, and I'm so glad we bought it. I know. I don't know, I don't know how much I needed that fucking Mitiche in my life, but I needed it. <laughs> as, like, as a fellow, like, Mitiche myself that loves the drama, she loved the drama. Oh. And she was telling, she was, she's most like, she was telling us what happened. Yeah, she's like, like, oh, so at the party, I heard, I watched, I'm like, ooh, the tea. She's like, how do you know? Well, to be fair, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I was there every single thing, like, everything that Cinderella experienced, I didn't experience, but I watched. She's like, I was a bystander. I'm, like, concerned for her. Because I'm pretty sure, like, at this point, like, this bitch is, like, living in the castle with Cinderella. Because she's like, yeah. what happened next? She's like, they're on their wedding night. <laughs> in the closet. And Cinderella took off thy frock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, like, watching. She's, like, she's disguised as, like, um, what the fuck are they called? 
the ones that give birth to the babies. <laughs> she's like as a nurse or whatever. She's like there disguised. She's not really like helping, but she's a watching disguise. She's like in Cinderella I gave birth today, and I saw her pusnacha. <laughs> her pusser. I saw her pusser. Her pusser was big as a pumpkin. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that was wild. I loved I think it. We should probably like wrap it up. I mean, this is a pretty long episode. Alrighty, so I think we're just kinda, you know, again, thank you for listening. Sorry for being so sporadic with episodes. I will try to be better. We'll try. Yeah. Keyword try. We should pick a day and record it. We have to record that day no matter what. We'll talk after this day's recording. <laughs> like I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, I mean so, yeah, this is it for this one. I had fun talking, though. It was fun. We talked about a lot. We'll see how much makes it into the episode, because there's a lot of stuff. In yeah. There. But, again, thank you for listening. If you guys can please subscribe where you can subscribe, listen where you can listen. Follow us on Instagram at GameBaJ. And... I want to make stickers. So yeah, we should. Let me know if you guys want that, because I do want to make stickers. We should just do it anyway. Though. I think just I'm stick them around town. I'm not stick them around town, and you know, I don't know how, but I'm I'm gonna try to make a shop where you guys can buy those. I'd be, yeah, I think it'd be, it'd be really, fun. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. And also, I think for like, we should also like maybe for like the month of October, like change the logo. A little oh, bit. I I was already thinking about it. It's already like retro themed, so like retro like Halloween. Oh, for sure. Love that for us. I love it. Oh, we didn't even talk about Halloween. We'll talk about that in the next episode when it's September because. Maybe we're just purists, but, like, I just think it's a little too early for Halloween, even though I really want to bring it. Even though it's the 29th. On the 1st, it's all right. <laughs> but I'm just... Halloween in August. Is it too early? Yeah, I feel like it's a little early. I don't know. I don't know. I love Halloween. It's the earliest date for the PSL, I remember, though. I love how... Right. But I also love how, like, when I was younger, and it'd be my birthday, and it was, like, August, it was, like, the trail end of summer. And you wanted it to be Halloween so and bad. I wanted it to be Halloween so badly. And then, like, now it's, like, Halloween season is longer, and summer is, like, way shorter. hmm I think people are just, I don't know, all of a sudden people are just really embracing Halloween. I've always been a Halloween person, yeah. but people are just really embracing it now. Now I have to go fight them bitches at Joanne's, all those white okay, women. I gotta fight those Hot Topic girls that be taking everything. Apparently everyone is an XSL. <laughs> I'm like them bitches at Joanne's are no joke. They be getting up all the good stuff. I'm like, wait, jeez. Like that, um, that stop, that like crosswalk thing. Wait, wait, wait. I'm like, fuck. I want to get some fucking shit too. I'm like, don't you have yeah, shit from last out, year? Like, I found out that the Target stuff, like the Halloween, the holler, holler, the Halloween stuff at Target, like went in, went on sale on my birthday, and and that's in early August. That's too fucking early. I'm sorry. Watch on Halloween like it's already Christmas. <laughs> Halloween's like fucking Valentine's Day. I'm like, calm the fuck down, please. Anyways, we're ending it. We that was a long tangent. Tangent. Super long tangent. Anyways, thank you again for listening. Like we said, subscribe where you can subscribe. Listen where you can listen. We are gay and bajay, and we don't have a sign off because we still don't have one. We just don't have one. Anyways. Bye, hoes. Bye. Fuck off. <laughs> Her poster was big as a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs>